Welcome to podcast number 153 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. If you've been following this series, you've discovered, obviously, that we are talking about prosperity in various forms, spiritual prosperity, financial prosperity. We're talking about relationship prosperity, prospering as a parent, as a married couple, in your career. I can tell you one thing, God wants us to prosper in all things. Today, we're going to take a very specific type of prosperity, one that I know a lot of folks will be interested in because I have received requests and suggestions that I would focus entirely just on the topic of how to prosper financially. So we're going to focus on that, and that'll be the theme of this particular podcast. But before we get into it, we need to pray, as we always do, and invite the Holy Spirit to come in and guide and direct everything that takes place. Heavenly Father, I yield to you. I ask now that the Holy Spirit would come forward into this podcast and direct my thoughts, my comments, and even give me clarity on things that I haven't written down or things I haven't even studied. I believe that the Spirit of God has something very special for us today, as He always does. So I pray that you would bless, anoint, and bring forth exactly what you want me to say to those who are listening in today. Thank you for the opportunity to speak from your word. We thank you, Lord, for what you've already done and how you've blessed this series on prosperity. I ask for your guidance as we continue each and every week to tackle and discuss new areas of how much you want us to prosper. I'll thank you for all that in advance and give you the praise for it now. For I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Some of you may know that I was a banker for nearly 15 years and a real estate developer and a pastor for 20 years. My wife always says when I give all those titles of what I've done, she said, you must be 150 years old. Well, I'm not quite that old. But in all the years of those activities and those careers that I was in, I've met a lot of people, thousands of individuals, many of them one-on-one discussing their finances as a banker, trying to see if they qualified for loans. As a real estate developer, possibly someone who is interested in purchasing property from me or I was going to purchase property from them. I guess you could say I met a lot of very wealthy people because that's who you deal with in the real estate development business and with banks. And I thank God for all of them. I think the ones I enjoyed the most, though, were the young couples just getting started. The couples who were not sure or how they were going to handle their finances. They hadn't set up a budget. They weren't aware of how to save and how to control their spending. And those are things that I always enjoyed and was blessed so much to talk with them and with them. Then when I became a pastor... I started having entire days that I would set aside to meet with individuals and couples and families even to talk about their finances and how they could prepare themselves to receive the fullness of God's blessing in the area of their finances. So in all those years, I discovered one thing, especially in banking and in the areas of real estate development. Most of those people desired to prosper financially. However, few were seeking the combination of spiritual and financial prosperity. In this podcast, I will focus on financial prosperity based on God's Word and my experiences with literally thousands of individuals over the last 30 or 40 years. We know that Christians are promised the abundant life. The word prosper or prosperity are found in the Old and the New Testament. Let me read you a scripture way back in the book of Joshua where God was concerned about people prospering. It's found in Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 8. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. It says this, God is giving instructions now to Joshua. It says here, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate 
on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. The book that he had was all the information that Moses had written down and was stored for people who wanted to get closer to God and understand how God was directing things. That's why it found its way into the Old Testament. And then we move over into the New Testament and we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8, once again reading in the New Living Translation, the Apostle Paul's talking once again to the Christians in Jerusalem this time. And here are the words he's written down in verse number eight. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Let's look at verse 10 also. I think this is, should be included. For God is the one who provides seed. For us, that would be our finances. For the farmer and then to eat bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. You see, the Lord wants to bless us so much that we can bless others. We'll have an abundance of finances. When it says in the Word of God that we should give to the Lord and see if He won't pour out a blessing that we can't even contain or hold, it'll overflow. So we're serving a God who wants to bless us financially. Specifically in this podcast, He wants to bless us financially. And one of the keys to getting that is to be generous with what we have. Remember, it comes into us as a blessing. We receive it. We're blessed while we have it. And then we continue the flow of our finances to help others. That's how God planned to bless his people. And I believe we can apply that to the area of financial prosperity. In this discussion about financial prosperity, we must remember and recognize that there are conditions to financial prosperity. We read about that in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. I'm going to read the words of Jesus. This is him speaking in my New Living Translation. So verse number 33 says here, by the way, we're in chapter 6, which Matthew is talking about, and it's the title of this particular section of chapter 6 is teaching about money and possessions. So verse 33 says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Now, there's a lot of instruction there. That's one of my favorite scriptures because I felt like if I can just seek God first, put him first, then I'm going to be blessed and I'm not ever going to have to worry about God providing for my needs. So let's look at that scripture a little closer because it says several things. It says that above all else, we should seek God. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And then it says, live righteously. So here we go. There's two steps and he will give you everything you need. So it's pretty simple. Yeah, there's a condition. We're to seek the kingdom of God above everything else. We're to live a godly life or a righteous life. And if we do those two things, then we're going to receive everything we need. So if we feel that those conditions are too difficult, well, then you might want to get into the word of God and look at some of the other promises that God has to say. Now, I realize when I read that scripture, some of you might be saying, I knew there was a catch to financial prosperity. When I said there is a condition, it is a condition with many benefits. Matter of fact, the benefits are just overflowing. God said that we will prosper. God says that we will have success. 
And by the way, these conditions are basically saying that we need to grow closer to God and live a godly life. Well, what's wrong with that? And if we just do those things, draw close to God and live a godly life, then he's going to take care of all of our needs. The Lord is saying the condition to financial prosperity is spiritual prosperity. Now, in the future, I plan to do an entire podcast just on spiritual prosperity leads to financial prosperity, but I'm going to delay that. There are those who are rich with money and possessions. However, many of them are not prospering spiritually. As believers, prosperity is defined as obtaining what God desires for us. Financial prosperity and success are wonderful as long as we love God more than we love either one of them. Repeat that. Financial prosperity and success, things that we want to have, they're great. They're wonderful. As long as we love God more than them. We've got to put that into our heart, into our mind, and into our financial plan, and into our prayers. Prosperity is gain in anything good that increases our relationship with God. I tell you, the more I talk about this, the more I feel I need to stay on this subject of prosperity and finances, but we'll just see what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. Let me give you a little personal reference here. Before I gave my life to Christ, I thought Christians had to be poor, they had to drive old cars, live in a shabby home, and dress and use clothing. Now, I know that was a bad vision, but that's what I was taught growing up as a kid. They could, you know, Christians could not have prosperity and succeed in business and finances. Well, you know, all of that was just simply a lie from the devil himself, because that's not what God's word tells us. Let's look at what the devil's plan is. His plan was to kill, to steal, and destroy, and to make us feel guilty if we had any financial success. Matter of fact, I can remember on one occasion, we had a lovely home, a brand new home. My business was doing well, and we were being blessed, and we invited some Christians over to have dinner, and we were just happy to do that, and there became a big discussion about how I could afford to live in such a great house and and still be a Christian. At the time, my wife and I were relatively new Christians, and we kind of thought, well, maybe we're doing something wrong here. So quite frankly, we sold our house. We thought that was wrong, and we bought a smaller one down the street, wanted to be sure we weren't trying to be showy or anything like that. And I was basically buying the lie of the devil himself, who basically wanted to keep me under his foot and wanted to rob me of the pleasures and the things that God wanted to bless me with. You see, that's some of the discussion that goes on when people talk about prosperity if they don't understand God's plan. But see, after accepting the promises that Jesus had to give me life and to give me life more abundantly, and then to discover that Jesus looked at me and my wife as overcomers and more than conquerors. When I started to see that, I started to understand that God was my source of financial blessing and I shouldn't feel guilty for having a nice home or a nice car and prospering as long as I put God first and I gave first to the Lord. When we became Christians, we began to give 10% or more and then it went to 20% of what we made every year to the work of the Lord before we started spending money on anything else. And I thank God for that opportunity. And he always blessed us and he always rewarded us for that faithfulness. And please, I'm not boasting. I'm not bragging about what we did. We just did what the word of God told us that we should do. And if it says if we were to bless the work of the Lord, he'd bless us abundantly. Let me say this. If you desire financial prosperity, you ought to do this first. Look to your source for everything everything that you'll ever need. And God is our source, not people, not ideas and opinions of someone else, not your employer. He's not your source. God is your source. 
God's word gives us a 100% guarantee to prosperity. See, I believe that. And I'm going to talk about that a little more today. We need to read God's instruction manual in order to prosper. That's the Bible, by the way. We need to live on his plan to succeed. We need to embrace the teachings of Jesus to be successful, to allow the Holy Spirit to guide our decisions. The word tells us, the word of God tells us, the steps of a righteous man are led of God. We must never forget that God is our source to prosper. Jesus set the example to succeed the Holy Spirit will direct our paths to prosperity. Now we're going to move on and get some scriptures out here. I'm going to take you through what I believe is my little seven-step approach to financial prosperity. Here's step number one. Pray and read scriptures on financial prosperity and do what it says. You know, it's one thing to read the scriptures and think about it a little bit and then just let it go. And it's another thing to read the scriptures, let it go deep into your heart and in your mind, and then do what the scripture tells us to do. So let me give you a couple of scriptures where we're being taught what to do. First, it's found in 1 Timothy chapter 6. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, verse number 9. Listen to this, those of you who are seeking financial prosperity. But people who long to be rich fall into temptations and desires and are trapped by many foolish and harmful things that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money have wandered from the truth Wow, the true faith, it says, and pierce themselves with many sorrows. You know, there's a passage that we should all keep reading and watching and seeking to know that we won't fall into things that will destroy our life and our families. There's a lot of people, I've met an awful lot of people as a banker and as a pastor and as a real estate developer, where their God has become money. Their focus in life is to make more than the next guy. And they long to be rich. They fall into temptations. They're trapped, it says here. We've got to run from that. It says the love of money is the root of evil. You see, we don't love money. We use money. Money is not something that we're to worship. Money is something that we're to use to bless ourselves and then bless others. God provides those finances. There's nothing wrong with money, but it only turns wrong and evil when we love it more than anything else. And then it says some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. And then he goes on in verse 17, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. And these listen to these words. These are Paul's instructions. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. There's one of our steps that we need to take. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. What's Paul telling us here? He's telling us that we've got to be careful, that we don't just seek money and that's it. I know of a man who had a business, a very successful business. Matter of fact, he was an extremely successful air conditioning contractor in the state of Arizona. And he had pretty much everything coming together for him. He owned this business. He had a huge company. And all of a sudden, he started developing a drinking problem. And that drinking problem, he lost control of. And before long, it took away his business. It nearly destroyed, destroyed his life and destroyed so many things around him. And he was getting so excited about making money that he wanted to treat himself with an alcohol and dinners and those types of things. And it was very destructive to him. He didn't have foundation established that he needed to, to use money for good and not allow money to be something that's evil. So some of you might be thinking, well, that's a story about a rich man. So what if I'm not rich? What if I'm poor? You know, I know 
know a lot of people who don't have a lot of money, but they have a love for money. I mean, that's all they talk about. That's all they think about. They will spend time away from their family, with away from their spouse, in order to make more money and more money and more money, and thinking that that's going to bring them happiness and joy. Well, that's simply not true. And so let's move on now to another passage of Scripture that'll help us with this point about reading the Scriptures and then doing what they tell us to do. I'm reading out of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. Just one little verse here. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Well, that's an important point, obviously. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe, now listen to this, that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. If you want to have financial prosperity, let me just tell you, you need to understand and accept the fact that God wants to reward those who sincerely seek Him. So if you're not seeking Him as much as you should, how do you seek Him? You read His Word. You go to church. You fellowship with Christians. You listen to Christian music. You pray just at least a few moments each day, even if it's only a minute or so. You pray with your spouse. You pray with your children. And you seek God that way, and He will reward those actions. Here's another scripture that we must listen to and then do. It's found in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 5. Another warning about money. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. God has said this. I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. It's important to understand we're supposed to be content with where we are. Contentment doesn't mean that you can't prosper and gain an increase in your finances or in your faith. People sometimes when you tell them to be patient and wait on God or to be satisfied with where you are or be content, they think that, well, I'm just supposed to lay down and do nothing. That is not what that scripture means. When it says, be satisfied with what you have, that is your relationship with God, your relationship with your family, your reading of God's word, and testifying of your relationship with Christ in your testimony. You see, those are all things that will please God. And if we please God, then he says, I'll never fail you or I will never abandon you. And basically what he's saying is, you're going to have all the finances that you need. I'm going to take care of you. So those are things we need to do. Now let's move on to step number two in my little seven-step plan. This is a quicker one. Basically it says this, set up a goal to become debt-free. You know, you might think, well, how can I get debt-free if I need money right now? Well, there's lots of ways we can do that because the Bible warns us not to be overburdened with debt. In Proverbs 22, 7, it basically says that the borrower becomes the servant to the lender. And that should not be our case. So if you are struggling with debt, I can encourage you to continue listening to this because I'm going to be talking on future podcasts about how to get out of debt. Matter of fact, I've written a book entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. And so I feel very strongly about people getting out of debt. I don't have any debt. My wife and I don't have any at all. We own, God's blessed us. We own our home, our cars. We just don't seem to need debt anymore. And I thank God for that. But you can have that too. You can have that goal, but it needs to be based upon a good plan where God's going to bless you. Let's move on to step three now. It says, if you do not tithe, then you need to adjust your budget to tithe. Now, I'm a big believer in tithing. I've talked about that before because I believe when we put God first in our finances, it makes us a better manager of our finances. You see, the Bible talks about being a good steward. A steward is someone who manages something. So God blesses us with finances. Therefore, we should take from that, I believe, 10% of what we have, which is the tithe, and give that to the church first. By doing that, you're 
showing your ability to budget properly, and I just think it's God's plan. Now, let me give you another step in that. You should have a goal for your finances, basically, that you give 10% to the Lord, and then you save 10% of what you make, and you live on 80% of what you bring in. Now, you might say, well, I can't do that right now. Well, that's okay. If you can't do it now, you should plan to be able to do it later, and it'll all start if you put God first in your finances, give 10% off the top, then give yourself 10%, and get yourself operating where you can take care of your bills and your obligations on 80% of what you have. I think it's a great plan. Matter of fact, my wife and I started that plan many, many years ago when we first became Christians, and then we got to where God blessed us so much that we were able to give 20% to the church, save 20% that we gave to ourselves, and lived on 60% of what we made. I'm telling you, it's it'll work. It's a plan, and I know God wants to bless you, and then you'll be able to be a blessing to others. So I can't get into all that right now in this podcast, so I will in future upcoming ones to give you more information about how to control your debt and also to control your spending in order to prosper financially. Here's my, I believe, fourth step I'm on. Write down the reasons that you want to have financial prosperity. There's got to be a reason. If it's just to be rich, then you've made a big mistake. If your reasoning is that you want to bless others, then that's a wonderful goal. If it's that you'd like to have maybe a nicer home and provide for a larger home so that you can be blessing your family, there's nothing wrong with that as long as it doesn't take away from you giving God first of the provision that he's given you. Remember, he is our source. But write the reasons down that you want financial prosperity. Some of you may not even know the reason. It just sounds good. Well, that's okay for now. But sit down and pray about it and ask God and see if he'll give you some guidance and direction on why do you want to receive financial prosperity. I guess I could leave you one scripture on that as to why do you want to get finances. And it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31. It says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of the Lord. So if you want to get out of debt financially, do it for God. And when we do things for God, we get his attention. And I believe he will then bring financial blessing into your life. Well, step number five, read about those who increased their giving the wealthier they got. For example, there was a great man, Andrew Carnegie. He was the man of steel that basically built steel and which basically built many buildings all over our country and he became the wealthiest man in the world. It's said that if he was alive today, he'd be worth in excess of $300 billion, which would still make him the wealthiest man in the world. But what this man did, he made a lot of money, he had a lot of wealth, but in the latter years of his life, he decided he was going to give it all away. And that's what he did. He wound up giving back everything that he had. That's why you see Carnegie Hall and you see libraries and hospitals and schools all over this country that was built by Andrew Carnegie. He got the attention of people But more importantly, he got the attention of God that he was then sharing and giving back what he had. So I always enjoy reading about those who give of their finances. I won't give you the names of certain ones because I don't think it's proper for me to do that. But there's a businessman, a humongous businessman who has a chicken company. I'll just leave it at that. And it's said that he gives 90% of his income away. And you might say, well, that's really great. If I had that, I'd give it away. Well, would you really? If you were to become a multi-millionaire or multi-billionaire, would you be willing to give away 90% of it to be a blessing to others. Well, God got a hold of him and he wants to be a blessing. So I'll move on, but don't forget to read about those who had increase and had wealth and had finances and what they did with it, how they handled it, and whether they were generous people or not. If you're interested in the topic of generosity, you might want to get a hold of a book I've written entitled Generosity, What's in it for me? Now, it's kind of an interesting play on words, but what it basically is saying, if we're generous, we're going to be blessed beyond our wildest 
worthless imagination because that's exactly what God says. If you give, then I'll give back to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. This book was written because my pastor at our church looked at me one day. He says, you know, you ought to write a book on generosity. And it impacted me so much and touched me that I did. And about a year later, I handed him a copy of it. And I said, well, I wrote this because I believe you inspired me to write it. And I believe it can be a blessing to people here in our church. And item number seven, kind of a tips to help you secure financial prosperity in your life. There's some amazing words that people have written about money and the love of it or whether you have it or you don't have it or whatever it might be. But there's a great quote from a former president of the United States, Calvin Coolidge. And this is what he said about financial prosperity. He says, prosperity is only an instrument to be used, not a deity to be worshipped. Now, when he said that, it's so important that we understand that we should never never love money. We should never seek money more than seeking God. And there's a warning I want to give you because if you're spending too much time just trying to make more and more money, your priorities are mixed up. You're upside down and God's not going to bless that. So I hope these seven steps will help you. In future podcasts, I'll be talking from time to time about financial prosperity. I'll be talking about a lot of financial topics, but it's important we get a foundation built upon God's word. And so to make a quick review of what we've covered today, in order to receive financial prosperity, we need to pray and read God's word and then do what God's word says. We need to set up a goal to become debt free. And if you're not a tither, you should become a tither give 10% of your income and then trust God. And when you trust God with that, I'm telling you, you're going to be a better steward or a better manager of what you have. Number four was write down the reason that you want financial prosperity. Another item was read about those who increased their wealth in order to give more. And another item was understand what generosity is all about and how God wants to bless us. And while I'm on that, I should make a comment. What's the most generous gift that's talked about in the Bible? A lot of people might say, well, it was the wealth of Solomon or it was the things that David did to build the temple and all those kinds of things. Yeah, all those were really good. But Jesus said, when the little lady came up and she took the last two little coins that she said she had, she gave what they call a mite, which would probably would be equivalent into a penny here today. And she gave that to him. And Jesus saw that offering. And he said, this is a greater gift than all of those who have a lot of money and are giving a portion of what they have. Because Jesus said, this is the greatest gift because she gave all that she had. So let's understand what generosity is all about. That little lady has been preached about now for a couple of thousand years about the generous gift that she gave. And it was probably the least sizable gift that was ever given to the ministry of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And never forget that prosperity is only an instrument to be used, not a deity to be worshipped. So with that, I hope this has been a blessing to you. I'm going to pray that God will bless you and help you to gain financial prosperity in your life. So let me do that right now. And I hope you don't just turn this off and move on to whatever you're doing, but receive this prayer right now because I believe God wants to pour out a blessing for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this teaching. I thank you for the scriptures you gave me. And through this, there was a lot of things that the Holy Spirit had me change or correct or add to or delete. And so I know that it was ministering to people who had a need. I pray that those who need a financial blessing, Lord, that they would line up their life according to what your word says, Father, and follow these instructions in your word, God, and that maybe this 
podcast would be a blessing to them to get some order and direction and what they need to do in order to be blessed financially. And I pray that those who are out there would like to be debt-free, that you would help them to get a plan of action and to take those steps and take the right direction, Father, to become debt-free and not, not be obligated to someone else, Lord, for their house payment or their car payment or wherever it might be. And those who have debt and can't seem to get out of debt, Lord, that they would maybe understand that we need to put our finances in God's hands and give Him total control of it and that they would start by giving to the work of the Lord, and I believe that you will bless them in return. So I pray a mighty blessing would come forth to those who change their way of thinking and reasoning based upon what your word says about how to prosper. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that something really great is going to happen, as has happened in this podcast today, and that people will get on the road to financial freedom, and that people will truly experience the joy of debt-free living, and they would prosper, Lord, that financial prosperity would flow into their life. Bless them with their work. Bless them in their homes, in their marriages, their finances, Lord, their health. Bless their children, Lord. Bless the company that they work for, that they would then receive maybe a promotion there or another blessing, Father, that would have been provided by you. I believe, Lord, that you're going to do something great through this podcast and help people to see that there is hope and that they can be debt-free. They can have the finances that they've dreamed of, and Lord, that you will bring it forth. So I believe for that right now, and I'll give you praise in advance. I call forth those things that are not as though they are, I believe, for a financial blessing in those who are listening in today. I thank you for it now and give you all the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, I hope this has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to get additional information on these various topics that I've talked about today and will be talking about in the future, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull that page up, you'll see a reference on there to all the podcasts that we've done here on the CPN Network, CPN Shows, and they will be able to make available to you, if you just click them on, you can listen to many messages on prosperity, on faith, on finances, on success, on healing, on miracles and gifts of the Spirit. There's been 154 messages now or podcasts, and I believe there'll be one that'll bless you. And you can go to that. In addition to that, while you're on my webpage, you can take a look at a number of the books that I've written that would be of help to you. I'm not trying to sell you a bunch of books, but there are a number that might help you deal with financial prosperity. And if you don't want to do that, then just continue to tune into this podcast series on prosperity. And I believe God will bless it. And we've got probably at least another dozen or more podcasts we need to do to complete this particular series. In addition to that, if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, as I've been wrapping up this particular podcast on financial prosperity, the Lord put upon my heart, I believe, to give you the title of my next one coming up. And I just literally wrote it down at the end of this. So podcast number 154 is entitled, How to set up a plan to prosper financially. At the end of today's podcast, I had a number of items that I wasn't able to get to, and I believe they're intended to be another podcast to stand on their own. And we're going to talk about things like control spending and to avoid what we call impulse purchases and to create a financial plan, you know, and various other things. I believe that'll help you. It'll be a more practical teaching, but it will be another one of those step-by-step ways to gain financial prosperity. So with that, I'm going to close this by just these few words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may God richly bless you and 
pour out for you a financial blessing that'll be more than you can imagine or even think, that you can be blessed and be a blessing to the work of the Lord. Thank you once again for tuning in. Look forward to seeing you next time on Quality Christian Living and how to set up plan to prosper financially.